Hello everybody, welcome to the Spacemen in Pluto podcast, and today we've got a blinder of an episode for you. We're talking award ceremonies, we're going to talk about some TV shows, we've got a movie talk as well, if you're a long time listener to the show, we've got some payoff from a previous conversation weeks ago. It's going to be a great episode. I'm your host this week, Ben, joining me as always... Dan, James, and Christian. And we're going to start off with the UK's biggest award ceremony of the year it's award season there are films being awarded in this <laughs> era uh, the BAFTAs happened on Sunday did any of us watch it well as you can see Christian was there so he oh, yeah. caught something he's still there <laughs> <laughs> I am still there what's it like on the scene Christian I- I'm, man- I'm man on the scene <laughs> uh, it's cold uh, <laughs> Everyone's left. I don't know who these people are. I don't know what award ceremony's happening now, but you know. For anyone watching on, oh, for goodness sake, for anyone listening on audio, (laughs) Christian's virtual background is uh, some kind of red carpet event. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't um, know which one. I just I, I found (laughs) found any red carpeted event. Do you know what else? Do you know what else is a red? Our like and subscribe buttons. Look at them. Can you see them on the screen? Look at that. Oh, look at that. That was incredible. (laughs) Don't forget to like and subscribe, everybody. A thumbs up as well. Thumbs up, guys. You know, engage, please. Come meet us at the pub. Let's book a pub out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) So does anyone have, like, any burning... uh, did anyone watch the BAFTAs? Did we even answer that question? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't no. watch the BAFTAs, mate. Yeah. I always, I, I, I always usually watch it, and I forgot. I legit didn't know it was on because of uh, WrestleMania. So I, yeah, I, I, I totally forgot priorities. as well. <laughs> I, I, I never really watch award ceremonies. I tend to just Google the results the next day. Yeah, especially there's no there's no sense of occasion at the moment with these things. They're all they're all a little bit low key, aren't they? And a yeah. bit sort of you know, just just a lot of video calls and yeah, I, I don't I, even know what the BAFTAs what format the BAFTAs was in. Actually, I just didn't yeah, bother. I I don't usually watch the BAFTAs. I usually tune in for the I usually tune in for the Oscars just to sit and complain that the films that I liked didn't win. But you know, that's just me. I am curious this year more than most. I suppose with the BAFTAs, if the the Brits would handle the virtual award ceremony any different, will will they do it outside? You know, is you know how are they going to handle it? So I will go back and check out. I don't even know who hosts it. It's usually Stephen Fry, but I think he stepped away from it. Um, he usually hosts every single year. Yeah. And I, don't, I actually don't know who hosts it uh, this year. Uh, I don't know either. While I was Googling for a background, I did see a picture of Richard Iowadi on stage, but I don't know Ooh. if that was this year or from a previous year. Could or... even be the TV BAFTAs, that. Yeah, that could be a totally different type of BAFTAs. Yeah. I have no clue. We probably should have done our research before recording yeah. this. I was going to say, in <laughs> summary... Yeah. We, know in who, su- we know who won. <laughs> who in, needs research for a podcast? You don't know. Nah, nah, nah. In summary, we don't know who was nominated. We don't know who won. We don't know where it was. We've when not it watched any of it. We're going to talk about it. None of us care. But yeah, let's but have yeah, a We've not watched any of the films or the ceremony, but we've got opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone have any like burning... Anything to say? There's, a, there's, a, there's like I'm, I'm happy that um, promising young woman picked a couple up. Yeah, having be, being one of the few that I have actually seen, 
on this list. It, it's deserving of the ones it did. It's nice to see it recognised for best original screenplay. Yeah, I'd say considering um, it's not going to win the Oscars, they kind of went, let's... Because all, all this stuff we know is going to win is going to win the Oscars. Let's look at some other stuff and give these people other... Give these people another shot. It's what it's yeah. looking like here. Like, I, also, yeah, I didn't realise it was a British film until it, I saw it had won Best British Film. Yeah, no, neither did I. Which is quite interesting. Very American yeah. cast. It's all yeah. set in America, so I'd imagine maybe it was just written or directed by a Brit. I think... I, I, don't, I, I can't actually remember. I used to know what, what counts as a British film if it was the the distributor or who it's financed mm. by or yeah is it the cast or crew i can't i couldn't really remember i did know that again another thing uh, <laughs> piece of information we don't have uh, right now as we record interesting that for best film nomadland won that seems to be kind of the front runner especially with francis mcdormand being the front runner for best actress on track for her third oscar i think from for fargo and then three billboards that should be quite cool she's very she's a very cool cat uh, <laughs> Francis McDormand, and it'd be cool as well because then you get to see um, Joel or Ethan Cohen, her husband, kind of just sit there and just chill out and not do anything and just look <laughs> like he doesn't know where he is because that's that's always pretty great. Their their award, their Oscar speeches are really good. People should look them up. They're always they're funny when they won for uh, No Country for Old Men. Yeah, they're ah, worth right. the watch. Um, One of my friends made quite a good point about the BAFTAs this year. It's quite weird that most, if not, I don't think it's quite all, but most of the films that are being nominated aren't even readily available in Britain. Like, we can't easily watch a lot of these films that are winning awards here, which is just a bit odd. Yeah, I think, I can't remember for other years, that's usually for some reason the norm. It's like the movies that do especially the, as i say the oscars are the i american knew it was ones. the oscars cause they're quite american it's like the following year we get them like 1917 we didn't i think we got that after it won stuff we, we got i'm pretty sure we got parasite after it won yeah yeah awards. so it's very uh, peculiar no I, I i'm pretty sure we got night because 1917 came out on like january 1st J, J, uh, it was that and jojo rabbit came out on january 1st so we got those before the actual event. Okay. Um, but 1917 was a very British-centric film, so it made sense that we got that. I bet Parasite was a really limited release until it actually suddenly got all, got the got the Oscar, yeah. and then it yeah. was and then it was released to the the mainstream. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd imagine you're right. Yeah, yeah. Say as well, uh, I I watched it a while ago because a friend of mine told me to watch it, and the film His House, which then went on to win Outstanding Debut by British writer, director or producer. I can't even remember if I spoke about it on the podcast. It's a pretty good film. It's it's two um it's a couple who have um if I can remember it correctly, it's a it's a black couple who've come they're refugees. Are they refugees? They're in they're in like a new they've been given a house by uh the company that do that. <laughs> huh? Yeah. <laughs> the government <laughs> To help them out because they're new, they're from another country, right? And they're like refugees. They've been given this little like council council house that they can live in, and like Matt Smith's their like probation officer or whatever. And it's a, and it's like a it's like a horror kind of thriller about this this couple in this house in this council house. So in terms of like a, the, the haunted house movies mm. or that kind of style, it that was the that was really refreshing. That was set in a British like council estate. Yeah. And there's, a, just, there's a big element of uh, like race and stuff in the film and their culture and stuff. It's an interesting, uh, unique it's a, new look. It's a Netflix cool. original, isn't it? 
So it's like available on Netflix. It was on Netflix. So I watched it on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it, it. It's also kind think? of mad, but I, I'm okay with it because I quite like him. That Anthony Hopkins is still picking up Best Actor awards. Yeah, yeah, that was that was one of the ones that surprised me. Like when I when I saw the nominations, I was looking down the winners, and for the films that I knew even anything about, I was like, yeah, you know, it makes sense that Frances McDormand would get Best Actress. Nomadland, I expect to get Best Film, and uh, of course, Chloe Zhao picked up Best Director for it. Uh, Promising Young Woman, knew stuff about that, knew it was going to pick up awards, but Best Actor out of the list of actors, I. Not not to say that Anthony Hopkins isn't an amazing actor, because he is. I just didn't expect him to be the one that picked up the award. I wonder yeah. if it's a case of... Because I don't think he's actually won... Has he won since Silence of the Lambs? And it happens It happens usually most I'm award sure seasons where there is somebody who's getting like the Lifetime Achievement Award. Mm. It was, it was going to be Glenn Close until... Um, Olivia Coleman pipped her to it at the very, very end of the Oscars. That was hilarious. It was going to be Denzel when Casey Affleck won. Denzel's face during Casey's speech is hilarious. It was <laughs> Gary Oldman and it was DiCaprio. These things, and Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. These things kind of happen. They just kind of go, It's you kind of just... It's game. overdue. Yeah, yeah even yeah. though he's already won, they just think, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> have another one. <laughs> You know, it, might also, it might be something similar to what you were saying about promising young woman picking up awards, where they're kind of like, look, he's put on a good performance. He's probably not in Oscar contention, so we'll we'll give him this one. Last thing he won Oscar wise was for the Silence of Lambs. He yeah, was nominated right. for The Remains of the Day and Nixon and Amistad and the Two Popes. He was nominated for the Two yeah. Popes. Oh yeah. So this might uh, be his year of oh. But to be fair, in the Oscars, he's up against Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal, which we'll watch, uh, the posthumous nomination for Chadwick Boseman, and he's going up against Gary Oldman, who won't win because he's got his Oscar, and Stephen Young from Minari, so he's got stiff competition this year. Yeah, but he went up against all those in the BAFTAs and won, so... I mean, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there was, they did change up for the BAFTAs. They, an actor called Adarsh Gurav... Hopefully that's right. A film called The White Tiger was, and Mads Mikkelsen got a nomination, and Tahar Rahim got nominated. Only Riz Ahmed, Chaswick, and Anthony Hopkins have got both uh, nominations for for Battle I didn't realise that the others hadn't been nominated. Yeah. I just kind of assume that it's the same nominations for all of these awards. Because, no, it's yeah, not. No. Why wouldn't it be? Why isn't it? Because they, it's, they're, they're a different set of people that think they might just disagree. And they think, actually, I think this film's the best one. I think so-and-so is the best one as well. I, I suppose that um, the BAFTAs tend to lean more towards celebrating British film as well. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I am surprised Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins hasn't has only won one at uh, Oscar. Yeah. I really butchered that sentence, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, failed at every step of the way there. But yeah, I am. I am totally surprised. It, I, I just assumed he'd, he'd have won more. But yeah, and as well, well, because when I think of Anthony Hopkins, I think he's a pretty classically trained actor. He's you know, you yeah, imagine he, do, he only does like big things. And yet, off the top of my head, the first things I think of him doing, are obviously Science Lambs, and then Thor and Transformers. So he yeah. does do these, like more weird popcorny films where he's not always just not artsy, but like he yeah. do, he doesn't only do proper films. I, I, I know it is a film that is about music and it's got, from what I've heard, it's clever in the way it does it. But I do just like the certain irony that a film in Sound of Metal that's about a deaf, a deaf person has won Best Sound. 
I imagine. Yeah, I mean, it does. It does sound funny. Yeah. I imagine they've like it would be. I bet there's some sort of like they've work a warped kind. of I think they do. I think like the tinnitus is really or tinnitus, however you pronounce it, is mm. really worked into it. I've heard it's really good and clever, which yeah. I quite, I'm I'm looking forward to watching that one. Does yeah, anyone here? Does anyone here suffer from tinnitus? Whenever, uh, whenever yeah, you talk, I Dan, it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Pardon me. What do you mean? Sorry, mate. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Christian. Yeah, Christian has a real problem, and I've been joking. <laughs> when I said "excuse me," pardon me, you should have said "sorry." I can't. I can't hear. I can't quite hear. There's, uh, there's a button. Like that would have been. You know, was, we were doing. We were doing a joke. You. Well, I committed to it, and you blew it. Well done. Well done. What was that? Uh, <laughs> 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 Anyway, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I do in this ear, and that's just from uh, gigs, though. I, I tend to stand on the left-hand side. For uh, audio listeners, Christian pointed at his Yeah, I pointed ear. at my left ear. I'm like I, the custodian I, of the, the audio I, podcast. I, I, <laughs> and I tend to, it's because I tend to stand on the left side of gigs, um, and the left side tends to be... the. <laughs> The side of the speakers where the drums come out. So the drums are mixed heavier on one side than the other, and I don't know why. Do you do you uh, stand on the left side because of that? Because you want to hear the drums more clearly, or is it just a? No, it's it's just the way that I've. It, it's usually just the way that I enter into various. I, I, I always, enter, all, always I on the left. <laughs> I, well, I, I I walk in and the left is usually the first door, so I just walk straight in. Whereas everyone else will go to everyone else goes to the bar or to the bathrooms. I just walk straight in, go left, stand yeah. at the side of the stage. Can imagine That's when you weird. walk, Christian, if you just you just start veering left every time you walk. <laughs> you hug the left, hug the left, all yeah, at all times. I mean, left. I never finish at the left because you know mosh pits. I get ah. carried all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Um, finish on the you know, reef it was when, when i saw to shikari i saw every single brick in the victoria warehouse <laughs> i was taken around the room that much i think it's worth you know um <laughs> in our advancing years um maybe a word of advice for you guys slightly younger when gigs do start back up again i do recommend um uh, air protection because uh, tonight, <laughs> oh, nah, mate, you'll forever, mate. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, listen, you will regret it. Because you know, I don't have any ear problems as far as I know. But I think I've been very lucky. <laughs> I go and, to gigs um, to hear the music, Dan. Not no, no, no. put blockers in. Like this no, is because... the thing. You're right. You are right in that it's probably good for you health-wise. But I'm I'm just not going to a gig with earplugs in. I, yeah. I see, you know I've see. been bullied enough in my yeah. lifetime. I, I will. You just gotta stop caring what people think. Bring in the <laughs> massive ear protection things that they have on construction sites and be like, I'm fine. I can hear the music. <laughs> I will say that despite the tinnitus in my left ear, I have been on a BBC documentary about hearing, and yeah. my hearing tested as two percent better. Oh. Than people my age, so. Oh. But that's. Never, 
But the, what if the bar's play? down really low, though? <laughs> that doesn't mean you've got good hearing. It just means you've got a bit better than all bad hearing. It's all about being above average. I heard that I had great hearing and that I should carry on listening to my music at 120 decibels. You heard. You clearly misheard. <laughs> it's not bad yeah. hearing. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear. <laughs> Can everyone hear the audio deterrent... Uh, sort of whines that are outside of uh, like news agents and various other places like that that can you guys hear hear that that do you know what i'm referring I don't, to i can't remember I the last time to, i was yeah. at a news agents to even no, recall it's, it's not just news agents it's like one place in manchester that's very uh prominent for this that that i implore our mancunian listeners to go and check out because <laughs> we're all allowed out of the house now so why not go to this really weird random location in town <laughs> that i'm about to suggest there's a, a betting shop i think it's like a bet fred or something like that or it doesn't matter what the brand of betting bet three six four yeah yeah other <laughs> well, betting um, shops are available yes. <laughs> uh, Piccadilly gamble Gardens. safely <laughs> Pic- <laughs> when the fun stops stop yeah. <laughs> 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 Piccadilly Gardens, <laughs> near the near the burger king there is a betting shop that emanates at extremely high frequency wine at all times. I think especially when it's closed, actually, but I'm pretty sure it's on most of the time. Um, and the idea of that is that if you... You guys know the idea behind that, right? It's to stop people congregating, because uh, especially the youths, because the youths have hearing that's able to detect this high-pitched wine. But the old people can't hear this wine so it doesn't bother them as much and then they put these wine like machines that create wines outside news agents and other places where the the youths will congregate and basically to cut a long story short i can still hear the wine so so i'm all right i'm good that's how is that how you tell yourself that you're a youth (laughs) yeah i i'm still i'm a kid i'm a youth i can hear the wine i can hear frequencies that only bats can hear. Um, I, I I will say that I don't know if I can still hear the wine because usually if I leave the house, my headphones go straight in. Yeah, no yeah, idea if anyone's actually. talking to me <laughs> or trying to stop me yeah. from a yeah. car. Well, I no idea. <laughs> yeah. So anyone listening, and for you guys as well, check out the betting shop in Piccadilly Gardens. You know, when you've <laughs> a crowd of people's going to be there in a week's time. <laughs> the Burger King, for that wine. The Burger King next door is great as well. There's a blind spot, so you can get unlimited refills as long as you're careful. Oh. My mum. <laughs> Shout out to my mum. I won't like mind me mentioning this, but that Burger King in Piccadilly Gardens, she once had her bag stolen at, um, or pinched from Market Street tram stop. This was like a good sort of 15 years ago now. But she had it pinched and she ran after the uh, she ran after the perpetrator who who had <laughs> ran into a Burger King and got in a full-blown conf- <laughs> <laughs> confrontation with whoever had nicked it and she like burst in the Burger King and went where's that girl gone with the bag? <laughs> and people were just staring at her like, what the hell? This like, <laughs> slightly unhinged woman. And I think someone must have gone, they're downstairs. And I think she got in like a minor fight with this girl. <laughs> yes. And weirdly enough, right, independently of, of, uh, of that, one of my friend's uh, friends, we were having a conversation about this event 15 years later, well, 10 years later, probably. 
And we were like, yeah, mum, basically the same conversation we're having now. The guy was in the Burger King. Oh. <laughs> he, remembered, he remembered my mum coming in. Oh, <laughs> it's like, great. I was there. But I was really hoping you were going to say it was like your friend's friend was the girl who burgled your mum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, actually, that's me. It was a what really a hard time. So, yeah, anyway. All right, so we'll be moving on. Uh, I don't know how abrupt this is going to look in the full edit. <laughs> We had a bit of a problem. James wasn't happy with the conversation, so he just removed the cable from his Wi-Fi box. <laughs> he wanted us to move on. We kept talking about Manchester, and James was like, I've had enough. I'm, I'm going to just remove the Wi-Fi. Yeah, sick of man Yeah, Leading on, for like, nah, I've had enough of the BAFTAs. We're moving on. So James made a statement, so we're going to move on and talk. You know, because we thought, it's a big show. We're now kind of just past the halfway mark. We'll do a little quick kind of chat, what we're thinking, how we're feeling. Maybe a bit of like preamble, how we think it's going to finish off. A bit about the Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's a big show. Things are going on. A bit of Marvel talk. Sorry, Dan, but you know, it's got to be done. <laughs> it's all right. Go for it. I don't care. Oh. <laughs> are you enjoying oh. it, Dan? Because you have been watching, haven't you? Yeah. Um... I probably haven't been watching it as intently as I watched this, watched One Division, mm. but I have been kind of I've had had one eye on this most of the time. It seems pretty solid. I watched the the last episode fully. Um, it's something I'd probably quite like to go back and watch properly because I feel like uh, initially I think we were all thinking, oh, this is going to be a little bit kind of lacklustre and. And it's going to have the, a slightly cheap kind of rush feel to it, but I don't get that get that sense uh, with it. It seems like a pretty fleshed out kind of interesting story. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, it looks it looks decent. Like I'm I'm interested to see where um, this fake Captain Amer- Captain America uh, plot goes and whether or not he'll go insane. I mean, he already has kind of gone insane, but I'm interested yeah. to see the, the, the fallout from it on the next well, episode. That's my thing. The, my, the big question that's sort of on my mind, and I think quite a few people are thinking is, how are the government going to react to this? Are they going to shun him, or are they going to sort of cover it up and come up with a public image of why, oh, actually this is the reasons that he did this, it's actually fine, and sort of brush it all under the rug? Yeah. It's alright yeah. that he cave that guy's skull in (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was a kind of a it was a moment of oh yeah uh this guy's completely lost the plot like when when the the way it was filmed where he was like just like in slow motion with the shield above (laughs) above his above his head just ready to kill this guy everyone's got their phones out filming it's like yeah this guy's reputation uh it's been it's going to be destroyed now uh so i don't I, i don't know if they'll be able to spin it really um i do know that i do ben has mentioned that there is uh a equivalent character in the comics which this guy's inspired by yeah u.s agent yeah he's directly pulled from yeah so i'm guessing this is a more hard-edged type of captain america who's a bit more uncompromising and a bit more, you know, the the bad side of America, you know. <laughs> Maybe it'll go down well. Maybe, like, the public will be like, yeah, he was a terrorist and this is, like, you know, he killed his best friend or whatever. Oh, there's a lot of people online that are saying this. They're like, I don't know why everyone's kicking off. John Walker's not in the wrong. He did the right thing. He's never done anything wrong. It's like, Captain America on. wouldn't have He didn't done deserve that. his skull getting caved that, in. Like, oh, it's ridiculous. There's people he... out there defending him. <laughs> He's he pretty much surrendered. He put his hands he had. up. <laughs> he was unarmed <laughs> and surrendered. He caved his skull in. Plus, he wasn't even the one that killed his mate. 
Uh, was he not? Uh, no, it was no, her. It's Carly who punches him into a wall and stops his heart. Uh, I loved it though because I said to Dan when that guy that got killed had his had his one scene where we were supposed to sympathise with him because he spoke one two sentences. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, he's gonna die because <laughs> he started going on. He, there was Carly was like, oh, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know about this. And then that guy just went, yeah, well. Anyway, here's a story about my mum. And I was like, I don't care. You're, you're shut up. And they went, oh, yeah, no. when I was a kid, mate, it's too late. You're, if you're going to die, just die, mate. I don't like, need to oh, know about I this. love yeah, Captain America. Oh, I used Captain to America's love... about to murder you. <laughs> I used to, when I was a kid, I loved Captain America. Mm. The glorious <laughs> irony. Yeah. Oh, I, like, I think this was such a good episode for some of the writing because they've set up perfectly why john walker is everything cap stood against and why sam is everything that cap stood for like steve rogers cap mm. i think yeah it was a really good episode it I was thought. solid it was definitely the um the the equivalent of the bottle episode because it was only set in that one building or that courtyard pretty much pretty much a little bit like a and then you had like there was the a few scenes in their apartment because you had the whole mm. the Dora Milaje rocking up what a scene that was <laughs> um, yeah. yeah bit forced a <laughs> little bit forced how is it forced because they didn't really need to fight did they and they let Zemo go and it was just like an, it was alright it was just a bit oh, silly for, know, for, for Sam and Bucky to stand there literally doing nothing and Zemo still gets away it's a bit of like it's just well, a they're bit watching uh, yeah, I mean, poor I'm, writing. I don't know for him just to slip away because it's like their only priority is emo. I don't know. Th- this this was the episode that sort of like pushed me into actually thinking. Oh yeah, no, this show is actually going to build to something good because like, <laughs> I've enjoyed the f- I enjoyed the first three episodes and I, I've been j- enjoying them more and more each week. But I was like, but I feel like this show's just going to end with like. Uh, it, it, it's not really going to change anything in the MCU. It's going to sort of have a a petered out ending that has no impact on the MCU going forward. Mm. However, after this episode of you know the increase in the terrorism, sort of the evolution of Zemo uh, Zemo's relationship, the fact that. The Dora Milaje, uh, br- like brought Bucky in in Wakanda, freed him, and gave him a new robot arm, only to then reveal that they had a secret button that only they knew where to push to knock his arm off if they were mm-hmm. ever in a fight. Oh, is that what that Pro- was? Proving that they didn't trust him. Ah. Just in case. Little failsafe, little failsafe. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with failsafes. Little failsafe. It's, it's, just, it's just, just Bucky's face when it happens. He's like... What? <laughs> what do you think of the bit when the Dormelage said uh, the Dormelage are allowed to go wherever they please? They have jurisdiction wherever the Dormelage yeah. is. Yeah, what if John Walker said that or a villain said that? It's just a bit of an odd. It's just funny how a sentence, depending on who says it, you're kind of okay with it or not. Because really, they don't have. They shouldn't have jurisdiction wherever <laughs> they like. Really, that's not how it works, is it? How, it depends what uh, your philosophy is on kind of. You know, any the enemy, the enemy, or like if, if the greater good or whatever. You know, because someone like Captain America is obviously very moral by the book. Would never bludgeon someone to death with the sword who'd surrendered. Where and and you kind of like obviously when Captain America does that, it's extremely jarring. Whereas these uh, people from Wakanda, a bit more kind of, you know, tough but fair kind of justice. Where it's more, you know. 
shoot first, I, I, ask I questions mean, later. You say that though. There was a point where one of them fully went to just absolutely spear John Walker, and he happened to block it with the shield. Yeah, like they they went for the kill there. True. I, I was I was going to say I I think I don't think either person on the side of that fight was right because they I mean they attacked John Walker straight up. They they went to kill him. Um, but John Walker wasn't right for sort of trying to escalate things in the first place, and they weren't right for absolutely escalating things purely because yeah. they're on a revenge mission. Needlessly, just a needless fight. Just the guy, Zemo to run away. The guy, this uh, John Walker, he seems like a bit of a douche, though, doesn't he? Like, <laughs> like he's r- deliberately written that way. Like it was very frustrating yeah. when the uh, Falcon was having a nice chat. And then annoyingly, you know, things were starting to kind of calm down a little bit. And you have this annoying thing that happens in films where it's like we have to have the the it can't end. We've still got two episodes, so he just decides, oh, I've had enough. Something's wrong. We've got to go in. And like Bucky was just like, yeah, all right, I guess so. Yeah, yeah you, that yeah. was the, that was the main thing that wound me up. It's like it makes sense that John is getting like angsty and he wants he wants to just move. He's, he's he wants to act. He doesn't want to sit on his ass anymore. It didn't really make sense why Bucky would be like, oh, yeah, fair play, go ahead, mate. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting like he trusts to be like... Sam, he knows that Sam can hold his own at this point. Yeah, I was expecting there would be some sort of, you know, altercation or I don't know, but it just yeah. seemed a bit easy for him just to wander in and go, um, yeah, uh, about this, it's not happening anymore, no more diplomacy, <laughs> gets the shield and tries to bludgeon everyone in the room. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like, But yeah, uh, interestingly, I suppose. I, I rated the bit when Zemo just takes absolute shots at that ginger girl. Because uh, like, oh, usually, yeah. usually in these scripts, they'll they'll write away so that he can't do that. Because yeah, there's two episodes left, <laughs> and they just write in. Nah, he's actually just gonna he's just gonna shoot at a point blank. And did anyone? I didn't. Did any of you guys have the sneaking suspicion he would just turn on his character and take the super soldier serum? No, I didn't think he would. I'm so glad. Uh, I didn't. That, that, that yeah. was. I was going to say there was a split second where I thought, oh, is he about to take one of the super soldier serums? as a fight fire with fire situation but then when he started stepping on him i was like no that makes a lot more sense yeah i, I think they wanted us to think that he's like oh oh i might do nah i love and as well the this is going back another episode because we out me and danny spoke about it. we didn't actually, i forgot we didn't mention it to you guys off camera did you guys not think the bloke that they found in the crate that made the serum like an episode or so ago he was Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he absolutely was. It was mental. He had yeah. the, the voice, the cadence, yeah. kind of like just a cheap, off-brand version of Jesse Eisenberg. It was really, <laughs> yeah, really exactly, yeah. weird. It was really <laughs> weird how it was Jesse Eisenberg when he yeah. spoke. Really yeah. bizarre. Who <laughs> could uh, forget the, uh, the best thing about this episode, though? Uh, the return of Jean's guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> we that noticed that we, yeah. we came to the conclusion that it was just some sort of worker didn't we within well, the context of the world it was some sort of worker but we what? thought there's a bloke in, in the yeah. background like you were like we were both like wait a minute who was that in the background <laughs> we noticed it it was like who the hell was that it's like just some we, we, uh, we wound it back and it's just some guy like in the shadow just like, working or something it's just like what are you doing there? i think as well because he, he like hides behind the pier like it is a member of the crew that somehow <laughs> yeah, yeah. got lost in the like... middle of the shot somehow he's not <laughs> he didn't get away in time 
It's the same bizarre. guy. Same guy. Jeez, he's like, oh, I've done it again. God damn he's it. He's going to be the new Stan Lee's in every like Disney Plus show <laughs> oh, from now on. I, I, said, I said to you, Dan, it, 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 it's one of the biggest travesties ever, I think, that they removed Gene's guy from the Mandalorian. They, they should have left it in. But it's the most Star Wars thing ever, though, isn't it? Having to go back and fix stuff post-release. It's yeah. like, that's what I love about, like, movie making, is that it is it is made by humans, and yeah. this it's like, at the end of the day, this is the best they could do on the day, and it's the best we could do, and the best we could write, because we're only humans, and yeah, oh, there was just a bloke. And that's not like, a ma- nowadays, the, the Stormtrooper hitting his head, and would have, they would have removed it, they would have CGI'd yeah. that Stormtrooper out of it. It, yeah. it like adds all this layer. Oh look, there's the guy. Well, they they, they did remo- they did remove the noise of him hitting his head, and then they put it back in since because yeah. they removed the noise, and then the 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 guy in the stormtrooper suit unfortunately passed away, and in honor of him, they put it back into the cut. It's so fine. You can hear the noise. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry though, because Jeans Guy will come back after hashtag release the Jeans Guy cut. <laughs> I was gonna Give say it a few when... years. We'll have to, we'll have to oh. wait, but we'll get it. It'll we'll be like when he dies, Wally, they'll put him back in. <laughs> <laughs> Wally, yeah. Where is he? Everyone like, like they should totally I... do that. It's like he's hidden somewhere in this film. That's, That's a great sick. idea. <laughs> that, is, like, that is that is one thing that I want to praise Marvel for. The uh, maximum respect for. Uh, Daniel Brühl saying, "Oh yeah, I actually danced for longer, but that was the only little clip that they what used." A scene. People, um, people created the hashtag, released the Zemo cut, and literally <laughs> under under forty eight hours later, Marvel were like, "Here's the full scene." I, I with reckon the music. that's done intentionally though, because yeah. he was the one that said, "Oh, there's actually." way more that we shot so i reckon he's purposely said that oh, so that people I'll, ask for it so they can then go oh well here it is i, I, I was gonna say they, they've, they've definitely put him out there to say it and it's probably because they noticed that the little clip of zemo uh dancing from the episode was gifted it was memed it was so everywhere good. and it yeah. was just the perfect timing of the snyder cut and hmm. like I, we definitely if we I think we had a previous podcast we talked about what alternate cuts or extended cuts do we want if they if this hadn't have happened we would have said I want the cut <laughs> where we see more dancing Zemo like I want the mustache cut I want all the scenes yes. of Henry Cavill as Superman with the tash I want them all just to, it's like a, just like I like this just all those scenes together I don't need the whole film I just want his scenes as the task just like a, a DVD extra type thing exactly yeah. that's all I need I don't need an actual film with a release and millions of dollars spent to show me the raw footage and at least they put it together with some music the daily rushes yeah yeah that is yeah. the Zemo video I mean that's that Funnily enough, that's going to be the biggest takeaway from the whole show, I think. <laughs> oh, it's, 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 it's legacy. It's that it had a had a memed video of Daniel Brühl dancing. I mean, I love Daniel Brühl. This is the best outcome I could have asked for, I think, in this show. Here's, here's Portrait of Zemo. Obviously, it's going down pretty well. Do you reckon that will translate into um, appearances in Marvel flagship kind of films? I don't know about flagship. I think I don't know if it's been confirmed or we've got rumours of a show called The Thunderbolts, which is essentially kind of like Marvel's Suicide Squad. And Zemo has been a member of that team, so I wouldn't be surprised if, when or if we do get the show, he is rolled in in some format. I, didn't I, I, I was yeah. going to say, okay. it, it, if because uh, there, w- there was a, a thought in my head, and I was like, they, they could end up killing off Zemo in the last couple of episodes and i was I'd like and, and if marvel have then they are oh. currently very much regretting their decision 
I, I do appreciate, because one of the, the early problems with Marvel, I'm pretty sure I've said this before on the podcast, is they're way too eager to murder their villains. Like, straight away in Iron Man, Iron Monger is introduced. By the end of the film, Tony blows him up. Um, oh, did he? Did he survive? I mean, they Return could, they could of pull Jeff that, Bridges? But... Um, did, they might like, as well. Man, like he and Tony are in the exact same explosion. If Tony could survive, so could um, Obadiah. True, but there, there, there's there's so many points in Marvel where they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna do this villain once, and then we're gonna either transport them off or, or have them killed immediately, and then you'll never see them again. It's like no, we we want them to crop back up. Like it would have been great to see Red Skull keep cropping back up in places. It would have been, it, it, and it's great to see Zemo come back because he he was really good in Civil War, and it's nice to see him get a bit more time to shine over the the Falcon and Winter Soldier. He was just he's just a delight. He, <laughs> I like when uh, uh, he 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 meets Falcon and and uh, Bucky in that kind of warehouse thing. And he's like, yeah. I, I'm actually quite invaluable to this <laughs> to this mission. <laughs> And like when they're talking about Marvin Gaye and stuff, that payoff for that little bit and Marvin Gaye, and he's like, it's seminal work. It's really good. And Falcon's like, well, he's right, yes, but no. <laughs> it's really he's good. Like, he's, he's out, out of out, line, but he's, he's, out of line, yeah. but he's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah really I don't know stuff. how I feel about him, you know, handing sweets out to kids for information, though. The child catcher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that intentional, intentionally sort of creepy. To add yeah. to his, cre- his creepy villain kind of thing. It just blurs the lines a bit more. I, I was going to say, um, people have pointed it out before, but Marvel always do that. Th- <laughs> Marvel always like doing that thing where you get to a certain point and you start to sympathise with a bad guy. So they have them do something really horrible so you can't sympathise with them. Yeah. The thing is where Marvel kind of get it right is that they're completely aware of those things and they're so sort of like tuned in to what the internet's saying about these things. So we've kind of commented, oh, it's a bit creepy of him doing that. I wouldn't be surprised if someone who... Someone from Marvel listens to this podcast. Exactly. (laughs) Goes to Kevin. No, Hey, listen to this. (laughs) Sorry. With with things like that, though, it's kind of like, oh, let's have one of the other characters make a joke about him being creepy and then we'll have some sort of banter back and forth and it'll be kind of, it'll build both their characters and stuff. And then Zemo can be aware of the fact he looked a bit creepy and it can kind of endear us to him in that way kind of thing like that's where that's where dc kind of falls short because they never have that sort of nuance in the com- the, the the comedic element it's always they, have, they haven't of... got their finger on the pulse nearly as much as marvel exactly, I, was gonna, exactly. I was gonna say Mar- marvel marvel clearly look at like the memes and the reactions and what you know at least watch popular sort of videos yeah. concerning what's happening and they go you know what, some of these people have good ideas, this is what people have picked up on, this is what they like, this is what they didn't like. Yeah. And they evolve with that. Yeah, WandaVision was the prime example of Marvel understand that it's not just the actual content that itself that you put out, it's about what goes out around it, so with the show. They knew what they were doing with pushing all these theories and Easter eggs and hints at stuff to get people talking about it outside the show, and you just get your free promo, really. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, like J- like James said, I'm sure like the, the, it wouldn't surprise me if Marvel planned the whole hashtag with the release of the, the Zemo cut out. Like it was a, it was some D- Disney intern who kind of put the first ha- the first tweet out or something, and it's just completely managed 
by by Disney. <laughs> I was going to say, like like I said, you know, James said he, he reckons that Daniel Bruhl said it on purpose. Yeah. And like I said, I reckon that Marvel saw that people had, you know, watched the episode and they saw by Friday afternoon that people were posting the little gif of Zemo dancing and they were like, right, Daniel Bruhl, we're going to arrange some interviews for you. Yeah. Go on and say that there's more dancing and then <laughs> we we can get some good press going around. Yeah. And then to kind of wrap up the show, we'll talk a little bit about a movie and then we'll include Dan a little bit later as well. I watched a movie last night uh, that Christian talked about God knows when. Way back when. Way uh, back when. Back in December, I think it was. Yeah, it was our wrap-up of 2020 podcast. Yeah. Wow. And then he recommended it. We were getting around to watching it. It's now on Amazon Prime. James watched it the other week and I watched it last night. Uh, I watched Palm Springs, and Dan, I, you should get this watched, mate. Yeah, you should. It's pretty oh, really? freaking good. It's, it's pretty good, really mate. Really good. Sell it yeah, to yeah. me. Let's sell it. Andy Do you like Sandberg. Groundhog Day? Of course. Do you like Hawaiian shirts? <laughs> <laughs> I don't own any, but I don't mind them. Well, there we go then. It's this, <laughs> is, the, this is the film for you. Do you like Andy oh. Samberg? He's alright. Actually, no. Oh. Oh. No, he's all right. He's all right. I'm not a huge fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, though. Okay. I mean, it's all right, but it's just... Oh, I really bit. like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's yeah, one of those so. shows where it's like, everything's a joke. It's like... <laughs> I know it's a comedy. You mean a comedy? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you trying to be so but funny? Everything, <laughs> everything's a joke. You know, everything. It's like everyone's just constantly like wisecracking. Yeah, those episodes where they tackled racial profiling and uh, biphobia, they were really funny, weren't they, Dan? Well, yeah, it's a comedy. <laughs> and they're tr- certain characters' troubles with being gay and their families and I things like things like that. And... I know it's fine. Every people seem to <laughs> seem to like this show. I don't mind. It's one of those you can have on in the background and that and watch it. But it's just like I just wish they, they wouldn't make so many. Jokes. No, I, like, <laughs> early on it was very much like a bit of a silly comedy, and then it's sort of I think around season four they started going, "We've got an audience here. Let's actually say something with a couple of our episodes." It's so like, if you oh, didn't oh, stick oh, with oh, it, then I can see what you it's mean. Like, oh, we're so we're so funny. Oh, what have you got to say? You're funny as well. Yeah, I, I'm funny as well. Like every character's funny, and it's like it's not the real world, is it? You can't quite relate. I'd, I'd rather that they crack lots of jokes that are actually funny. Then it'd be like Friends, where you remove the laugh track and there's two jokes in one episode, and everything right, else say is just not now, funny. I'm going to defend this on the Friends on this one. If Early. you take the laugh track out of any sitcom, it will look weird because you've got the pauses for laughs in there. Yeah, like, obviously but... it looks odd. Yeah, but we're talking about Friends, so Friends <laughs> is a points, great sitcom. Our points valid, but nah. like Bro- Brooklyn Nine Nine, though I think is well done. A, a bit of a, it's not a problem. It's just because it's just the way kind of American comedies are. It's, they're not quite like miserable enough. The characters. It works <laughs> yeah. in Always Sunny because they have terrible lives, and in, like we watched Peep Show the other day, and they're like miserable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Brooklyn Nine Nine, like they're all oh, they're all fine, aren't they? Really, yeah. they've got oh, yeah, their kind true. of problems with it. Oh, well, I do, I do as well. But like, it's it's just like 
there's no everyone's like okay and they've got their apartments and their love lives and they're all having sex and it's all kind of all right <laughs> it's like it's try it's trying to be funny like on every on every level like even the way it's filmed like the shaky cam and occasionally they do this like little, little mini zooms to kind of like just kind of push the joke in a little bit more like if someone makes a <laughs> this is punchline the camera will sort of go whoop like that and and put cut a little bit closer and it's like uh, you're not gonna make me laugh. Stop uh, manipulating uh, me. I'm uh, miserable. Uh, I like have you it. ever have you ever watched the US Office? <laughs> no, because that, that that's well. Yeah. Actually, like I know this is it's a similar type of comedy. Yeah. I know the US Office is beloved, basically, isn't it? But I've never watched it, and I don't. I think I probably would like it, but it's the same sort of thing. Whereas everyone's like, everyone's like funny, and it's like ah, <laughs> like. They're not real characters. Like, if you think... Like, I was thinking the other day... I was thinking today, actually, uh, Ben. We recently watched Peep Show, as you mentioned. It's like, you got Jazz and Mark. Both quite interesting characters. Seemingly would exist in the real, real world. I was thinking the other day... I was thinking, <laughs> thinking today... I wonder how Mark's doing with... The, the the corona outbreak. I wonder how he how how he's dealing with it. I wonder how these characters are. What are they up to now? Whereas like with Brooklyn Nine Nine, The Office, and that, I just think they're just characters in a sitcom that's written by comedy writers. And I'm sh- listen. I'm coming across like the, I've the never, most the criticism of a comedy that it's f- funny. <laughs> is a is a bold take. There's just too um, many jokes in this it, comedy. It, it's just what kind yeah. of humour you're into, you know. Like to criticise like... the humorous camera techniques for being humorous. It's like if something tries it's mental... too hard, it's <laughs> too in your face with it. Is what it's you mean? It's like it's trying to make make me laugh. I, it's going. I, that's I'm like what all wow, comedies are trying to do. No, I understand I, what that. I, I know what you mean. I get. It's it's very cartoonish in the way it displays its comedy. Yeah, and like, like everything is a joke, and it it yeah. gets to almost slapstick elements at points. But it's always sunny. Strays into like it works. That I say that your criticism, Dan. Do you think it works? It's always sunny because well, they they get to pretty char- characters yeah, 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 later. Yeah. On. You've seen later episodes like yeah. the Dennis system. Yeah. Even though it wouldn't happen, I do. But I do, I believe. But I believe that would happen for them. Oh, I, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I don't. I've not seen enough episodes of, it, of It's Always Sunny yet. Um, it, like I'm laughing. I'm enjoying it. So it must yeah. be doing. It, like it must be doing something. Like I'm. I'm. I'm sort of warming to the characters. I'm not. I don't really know what it is. It's like it's 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 whether or not something. Yeah, everyone, you must subjective in it. So it's yeah. like I'm not even saying Brooklyn Nine Nine isn't funny. In fact, like there's been times where I've, where I've laughed at that I, because it's because it's it's made me laugh. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I did find it funny, but um, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. What am I on about? It's just talking a, about a bold take to criticize a comedy for being a comedy. It was just. That's Great. what I'm about. I'm about ball takes. Ball takes. <laughs> point, point in having a lukewarm take. Might as well just stay quiet. I think you'd have to watch the US Office on the right day then, because that's probably the most like warm feeling comedy potentially that I've seen. It's such like a or fuzzy show. That's All why it's so rewatchable. Like Parts and Rec. Parts and Rec. Is that what one? Yeah, yeah. The American Office. Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm sure I'm missing one or two. All these American comedies, like they're fine, 
but they just don't they're just not really something i would sit down personally and watch because i just don't want to be made to laugh i want it to happen na- naturally i want natural <laughs> like uh, <laughs> you don't want to be made to laugh which is why you watch shows comedies with laugh tracks yeah, that's weird. But I wouldn't. Know. <laughs> I mean, like Friends is like a bit nostalgic for me. I think because oh, yeah. you know, and and I can understand Fre- that. And Friends is like, you know, obviously it's people don't like it as much now. It's had had criticism for being a bit problematic. Fine, because I agree with that. Like it is dated. It's of its time. It is of its time. But in terms of like, <laughs> but oh God, <laughs> where am I going with this? Um, but it's still like I think the the, the acting, the com- the com- comedic timing in it is just like it's um, very very good, very well done, and everything. The characters um, are all are all really fu- really. Everyone in that show is naturally funny. Like they've been in stuff afterwards. Like David Schwimmer has been in Curb. Um, uh, Matthew Perry has been what's he what's he been in actually seventeen again. Seventeen again. Yeah, oh. <laughs> don't make fun. Which is, I wasn't making fun of it. It's just good for him. It's just well, getting his life I, back on track. Like Jennifer Aniston, I guess it's Jennifer Aniston and Matt. Jennifer Aniston. Done, they've done the best. Uh, yeah. Has Matt? Has Matt done much else? He did Matt's, Top Gear. Matt's done loads. He does, he does episodes. Top Gear, especially maybe in recent years. Matt LeBlanc's had a better surge than Jennifer Aniston. Lisa Kudrow. Has yeah, she, uh, a bit, a she um, is a, a medically trained professional of some sort. I think she might have a PhD. She was uh, she did a lot of research into migraines with her dad. I think. Oh, that's cute. Um, so that's there, and also starred in. Uh, the, I think she's the most interesting one. Basically, she also starred in a, a huge sitcom. So she had quite an interesting life. I will give Friends credit where credit's due. It does actually have jokes in it unlike the big bang theory which just has words with laugh tracks after them yeah before i forget as well uh james um and christian obviously but probably more james because you're into friends did you notice janice in the x-files i did yes oh yeah, yeah. she was the um yeah like the police the yeah. police yeah. assistant that was the one with the little two, girl who was staring people to no. death or whatever yeah. Like it start it starts out. Well, probably careful, one of the, has, uh, yeah. has Christian seen it? No, no, Christian, I'm not up to that part. Oh part man, part. it's got quite a funny death scene. <laughs> that's kind of where the that's kind of where the episode uh, reached its peak. I think for me, that it's always shot. weird seeing that actress crop up in things not doing the Janice voice. Yeah, she was a legitimate actor. Uh, yeah. it, it was like she was playing a, a, a role rather than the role of Janice, which was a bit bit jarring. She was younger though, definitely. But yes, Palm Springs. Similar time. <laughs> Ninety three. Uh, yeah, it's probably worth watching down Palm Springs. Yeah, yeah so it's really sh- good. So it's a mixture of Groundhog Day and Hawaiian shirts, right? It's and there's a th- and Andy um, Samberg. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and three people are in it. I had yeah, no I idea in it yeah. as well. These three three cast members, I had no idea were in it. I found it very surprising. Oh, uh, I thought you. I think I spoke how... over somebody. Sorry, James. Sorry, I th- I thought you were saying how there's three people in the time loop, not three cast well, that, members. Yeah, that was because I think that's that's what makes it feel a bit more fresh. It's not just one person, and they have the eventual scene where they tell someone and convince them that it's real. There are three different characters who are in this constant time loop and are aware of it, which is 
Yeah. I think that made it much better. So you've got yeah, yeah. more bouncing off. It's not so mu- it's not as much of a solo film. The leads cool. are great in this. They're so good yeah. together. Yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say I, I I really like Andy Samberg, um, and I I think Kristen Maloti's great as well. Like really she, good. That she she's she just sort of oozes charm on screen, and both of them are like really charming together. Yeah, um, they've got really great chemistry. Yeah. Right, one question for you guys. Uh, so in minor spoilers for like the first ten minutes of the film, in the scene at the wedding where he's like perfectly timing everything to uh when he walks up to her and impresses her like oh how suave i am because i'm like catching this drink as it comes here did you guys think that was creepy that he's like rehearsed that and practice it through all these loops to get with her a bit like about time well because that's that's what i was leading to i was gonna say did you because you found about time creepy does that make this creepy as well no because hypocrite (laughs) Andy, <laughs> no, because Andy Samberg is charming and Dom Gleeson isn't. Uh... <laughs> same, same act. I don't think either of them are creepy. I think there's a charm to either of them, and it's just a bit funny, isn't it? It's just a joke that you shouldn't take too deep. I, I, I was going to say, I'd say in the at the at it's the, the same time, thing it, when it, you it, watch I, no, the scene. No, I do agree. It's a little creepy when you watch the scene in that in the context of the moment. You don't know Sandberg's. Uh, you do though. You don't. You don't know that he's what he's done previous. But going, yeah. No, so but going the, into the film, you know there's a time loop. No, but I'm saying. Aspects. No, I'm saying. I. You don't know when when he's doing it. You don't know that he probably has done this previous, and that's how he gets her. In the moment, I'm all right with it. Now, <laughs> yeah, it's weird because then even because even because yeah. they say at least. The Palm Springs does what About Time doesn't because they address it and even he yeah, admits that it's wrong and even he says that he's a creep. So it is, it, it's not hypocritical. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's no, the I, equivalent it's, it's, of save scumming, isn't it, in, in a game? I like, yeah. Like, like, it's going back and re- reloading a save, essentially, to yeah. save with a woman. Perfect. But so, uh, I, I, I think Palm Springs is a really good film. Like I said, the leads are really strong. It's genuinely funny. It, it's taken a concept that's not terribly original of the time loop and made it still feel fresh. Yeah, it's done new and the, things with it. Yeah, yeah, and there was a certain point where I was like, this could have very easily just been a regular film and they've decided to put comedy on top of it, which I, I always love stuff mm. like that. I think as well, we were talking about like quite, it was quite warm feeling at times. I didn't expect it to be as um, romantic, not to say mm. too yeah, yeah. much, as I thought I was really invested in certain characters, uh, relationships and stuff, and and I thought that was really surprising. Um, I was I didn't know what to expect. And I thought that was uh, really surprising. Um, yeah, go on. The the other thing that's weird is that it manages to maintain this like sort of warm feeling film, but it does have some like pretty dark jokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where where it goes, you know, it has some like oh yeah no, uh, the time loop starts again if you die. So they 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 acknowledge all of that, which is I. I mean, I haven't seen Groundhog Day, but I don't. Does it acknowledge death? Yes. Yeah, he kills him. Okay. There's a there's a no, mon- there's don't, a montage. Don't spoil it. I've oh, seen Groundhog yeah. Day. No, no. That's surprising. There, there's there is a there's a section where he'll. I've, he, I've seen he the first attempts. ten minutes, but I wasn't in the mood to watch it. So. Uh, good film. Um, also, in Groundhog Day, there, he he sort of manipulates Andy, Andy McDowell, doesn't he? He yeah. does the same thing. Well, yeah, you know yeah. that—that's what—that—that's apparently what Hollywood thinks time travels for. <laughs> yeah, it's that, it, it, <laughs> isn't it? it? 
<laughs> it's one of those what if you could go back in time what would you do and it's like I've everybody's... already planned out what I'd do if I got stuck in this because I watched it with my housemates and I was like the thing that I'd love about if you're stuck in this loop so obviously at the start of each loop your body goes back to the same as it was before and so does your bank account I would never cook anything. I would literally just work my way through all of Uber Eats, trying all the different restaurants, and be like, oh, that. I just live off takeaway. It would be sick. That's like my dream. <laughs> would you not? I wonder if you get oh, a bit. I wonder if you get a bit sick of it. Cause you... No, because that's what I mean. There's so many restaurants out there that you could right. try. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. To be like, honest. There's so much on Uber Eats and Just Eat. You'd to, never to be, finish it. To be honest, while I'm in furlough, it kind of does feel like I'm in the Palm Springs <laughs> little bit. time loop. Just, you know, waking up, assuming the, posi- assuming the position in front of the TV. <laughs> like, I thought that at one Going point. It's like, they're okay with it because, you know, they've got it in Palm Springs at a wedding. Imagine yeah. if it's just a regular day or if it's raining, how crap that would be. Yeah. Well, I was I was gonna say, day, he's stuck in that town, it's kind it's, of snowy it, and wet. It, it's a work day, and you're like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> Gotta oh, do the yeah. same shift over and over again. <laughs> yeah. the same you wouldn't customer. go to work, Christian. Yeah, I would. Sometimes I, you would. I would. Sometimes you would. And just I would. Like, mess with everyone. Yeah, right. yeah, I would. I'd start fights with customers. I'd do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd kill people. I think oh, I'd go. Yeah, legit. Dark. I think there's. I would. I think there's. You'd kill me, wouldn't you? Yeah. Legit. I think if I was stuck in an nah, infinite time loop, if I was stuck in an infinite time loop with potentially spending years, I think I'd push my moral limit. I think I'd go a bit mental, to be honest. I think I would be like, there's, uh, there's literally no consequences. I'm, yeah. just, I'm actually going to kill someone and see what happens. I don't how think how do I know, deal with that's it? A, that's the thing. Nah. Well, ex- that's a yeah. thing that does get brought up in Palm Springs. Is like, I think there's a line of where Andy Samberg says. Because she says, oh, there's no consequences. And he goes, well, no, no, no. Everyone else might not yeah, know what yeah. you've done, but you will. So you have yeah, to be yeah. aware that what you do sticks with you kind of thing. It's yeah. those little elements that the film touched on that I really liked. And yeah, that about time doesn't. Like, <laughs> it is, it is creepy that you manipulate people to get with them and stuff. It is very I was, was going to but... say, th- this film feels like it acknowledges the consequences, whereas about time, like the film ends and it's like, oh, there was literally no consequences for anything that he did. <laughs> Do you reckon if like you, <clears throat> do you reckon if you just re- had all day, what's the most amount of chaos you could cause? Well, because we're could, stuck in the UK fair, as well. Do you reckon mm. you could become globally infamous? No. <laughs> Over Twitter. I reckon you. No, you could. I reckon you could. Like, like, uh, it depends, doesn't it? Really, but I reckon you could do if you if you. You have to you kill could, enough people. You could put. Oh god, this is mm. this is probably, this is going on in there. It's probably not. <laughs> you could like if you planned it. See, I, I I I was just thinking like if I had a day where I'd re- I could repeat myself, I'd just use it to travel the world, just go to a different, just <laughs> fly as far as hmm. I could each day. Yeah. Or you know, um, it it's only when you die or fall asleep. So technically, you can carry on for a few days, just as long as you don't sleep. Oh. Yeah. It's a bit like that Sky King. You remind me of that Sky King. Have you ever heard of him? No. Where it's basically this guy that he was. Uh, he worked in an airport as a luggage handler, and he was seemingly a completely normal, very nice, well put together guy. And then one day he just seemed to, I don't know, something snapped in his in his mind, and he showed himself onto a jet plane which had been left unattended in the airport and just decided i'm gonna go for a little fly a little <laughs> little little ride a little plane ride and he took it up and he somehow he could fly and 
He was I knew safe. It was easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like riding a bike. He was saying to the air traffic controllers, it's all good. I played GTA. It's fine. I know what I'm doing. It's like, what? And he was flying around for like hours and hours. And like they scrambled military jets and everything. And he was just like, oh. He was like, look. It was like me on fl- Flight Simulator early in real life. He was like, you can see, oh, that's the that's the stadium. It looks good. Look, the harbour looks amazing. And then they were, they were like, let's come down now. You know, he doesn't mean anyone any harm. Like, but, so... We'll, we'll guide him down back to the airport. He's like, yeah, I think I'm just going to, you know, do a loop the loop <laughs> and a barrel roll and call it a night. Wow. And he did. And apparently, like, he he, he put the plane through manoeuvres that it wasn't actually capable of doing, but he still managed to do it. And then he just nosedived into, an, into a remote island and oh, killed shit. himself. Oh, that's... I reckon. Oh. I mean, if you're stuck. gonna go, that's a pretty good way to yeah. do it. I think he was stuck in a time loop. Yeah. <laughs> but we, he, we are part of the re- one of the realities that continued on after he had con- after he had looped back. That's what I think uh, happened. Um, anyway, the Baftas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's Palm a very, Springs. it's a very. Um, well-paced film as well, Dan, because it's literally like 90 minutes. They really crack on with it. Like, the first five minutes, I think I, I, I knew the gimmick going in, yeah. and they just immediately get on with it. There's no yeah. 20 minutes of like, oh, we're going to see him get in it, or whatever, and there's, they proper get on with it, and I was like, oh, right, yeah, because they I, don't... It's like the filmmakers knew we don't need to watch them get in it, let's just get in it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, we don't need to explain it. People people know yeah. what people know what it is people know what groundhog day is so we'll just go yeah. straight in yeah. I, it, it's it's one of the first it, in fact i think it's the first shot of andy samberg doesn't someone throw him a beer as he's like floating on a pool floaty and they say oh what are you gonna do today and he just goes same thing i do every day and it like clearly straight into he's stuck in a time loop yeah yeah, yeah. that's uh, you've, you've, you've sold you've sold it me i yeah, i would heavily recommend this film it's, yeah. yeah very very sunny and it's on Prime, so it's dead easy to watch. Yeah, it's, it's free. It's, on, it's kind of... Um, okay, guys, so... Uh, James, mate, you look a bit bored. Are you all right, mate? James. Oh, James, what's wrong, mate? James, you need to engage more uh, with the podcast, mate. It's... Oh! For all your listeners, he is oh, gone. No. James, out of here. Yeah, you've uh, upset him. So we'll call it there, guys. Poor is James is gone. Said? Yeah, is it, I think I think we offended him. I think Brooklyn Nine Nine offended him. All that talk. James's now. connection failed. I think he's he's so... gone to watch Glee, isn't he? That's what's happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was too excited. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll call it there. Uh. Please like and subscribe, guys. Give us a thumbs up. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope it turned out all right. I don't know. What, it had a bit of a shambles, but it seemed all right. And uh, let me just mention, Ben, before you say goodbye, also, because yeah. I'm the custodian of the audio podcast, this probably will be an extremely confusing end for audio listeners. Uh, so basically, we're ending the podcast because uh, James James's connections died and he froze. And if you checked out the, the uh, YouTube version of this, you'll see it happen. He freezes. Yeah, he's, he's just gone. He's gone. He disappears, um, and we don't know where he is. Maybe he's is. gone back in a he's time loop. He started his time loop, yeah. That's he's it. restarted it. Yeah, yeah, that was the end he's, of his loop. <laughs> Perhaps. But anyway, Ben, if you he, wanted to... But, I mean, this is, too fair, this is the first ever three-piece podcast we're in now. This is the, we're in uncharted territory. 
This ah, is well, let's just continue. Let's uh, crack on. The real, two the more real hours. Po- let's start <laughs> with the real main topic now. Let's go. Yeah, uh, hello and welcome to the Spaceman from Pluto podcast. I know, <laughs> what do you want to see at the museum? <laughs> I mean, let's yeah, What's let's talk it? about some museum stuff. Let's talk about something non MCU, right? Let's yeah. let's crack on, right? Well, I oh, 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 oh my god! <laughs> oh hello, hi James. Hi. What were you saying about? We're me? literally no. wrapping no, it up, no, 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 You can say no. we can come say goodbye. We're literally wrapping it up, mate. Hello. That's amazing. I'm getting mega deja, deja vu, you know. Mega we, mega deja vu. Does this really happen before? Is my computer saying that I'm not connected to the internet? So. Shit. Let's just let's. I'll, I'll, I said the like and subscribe. Let's call it a day, guys. He, okay. came, he came back to say hello, James. When you watch this back, that was Hi amazing. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully, we'll be here. Uh, James is on his new time loop now, so let's see what happens with the rest of the day. <laughs> see you later. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, everyone. Bye.